Is your family a success? Is there even a measure for family success? We think there is, and with a 20-year track record of success, we're going to show you how to bless your family with success in your health, relationships, and finances. I'm Steve Keen. And I'm Katie Keen. And along with some awesome guests, we are going to give you our secrets to family success. Welcome to Family Success Secrets. We are back today to talk to you about raising self-confident kids. This is just one little tip trick piece that we wanted to bring to you today among many. So we want to speak today about something we see a lot. We see it when we're out and about in town. We've seen it in many, many waiting rooms and school classrooms and, and various places that we have interacted with children. We notice that there can often be a lack of self-confidence in children, and it never seems to, well, okay, I'm not going to say never, frequently, it does not exhibit as lack of self-confidence. In fact, it will show up as an overconfidence. It can look like sharing too many facts, or um, what other examples have you seen? Also, for young adults, doing things to gain acceptance, uh, you know, and people who are intended to be the recipients of that are kind of like, just like, wow, you're trying too hard there, you know, or uh, you're, you're way out of bounds, you know, that's kind of over the top. Like either you're bragging about something that sounds impossible or you're um, suggesting to do things that are just unreasonable. There's, there's all kinds of ways that it can manifest so that, but you get the idea that, uh, hey, this this young person really doesn't know what they're talking about. They're out of their league or, you know, don't don't brag about stuff that you want to do so much. Right. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Sometimes you can see it. Right. The, the inability to have a personal conversation, the ability to engage with somebody uh, visually eye to eye contact or, you know, oh my gosh, the pathetic mm -hmm. handshakes. Uh, I've seen that a number of times. I've seen it in the military. I've seen it in the commercial world. I've, I've seen it in every setting you can imagine. Uh, so it's quite prevalent. Uh, so that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. So how can you avoid raising a child into a young adult who is self-confident or lack of self-confidence? <laughs> we do want to raise the self-confident child. So what are some practical on the ground ways that you can start doing that. So today we want to bring up specifically how you speak to your child, because in our home and in all of our experiences, we have found that that is the primary beginning, basic foundational piece to giving your kid a self-confidence. So often we've seen that well-meaning, loving parents who absolutely adore their children and want the best for them haven't unlocked this key yet. And unfortunately, their love will come out in critical ways, constantly redirecting the child, not, never allowing the child to fail. When the child does fail, they, they will say negative things about the child to maybe other people, friends, parents, friends, um, and the parents child's friends, like to embarrass them in a hope that that might actually change the behavior or change the child. And instead that backfires and that causes a lack of ability to respect themselves. 
And it's quite unfortunate because that really does sink deep and you don't realize what's happened. You maybe haven't even said it in on purpose, you know, and all of us have fallen into that at some point or another. So <laughs> if that's happened to you and you didn't mean for it, we understand. And if that's your way of functioning, it's okay. You can change it, but you might have to undo a little bit of damage. Yeah. So you may hear your kid say something to the effect that uh, I'm stupid. I can't do anything right. Or why should I bother? It's just going to come out wrong. Whatever the case is, those might be good indications that um, the feedback that they get is way too critical of them. That could be one or and either or they are taking it too close to heart. So if you say, hey, I want you to go take care of the dishes and they don't do the dishes quite right and you correct them on that, they might they might say, oh, I can't do anything right because I'm stupid or whatever, something to that effect. Right? They're taking your your input your, or criticism, correction over the performance in that task or the, you know, how well it was done or something like that as an indication of what you think about them personally as an individual, as your child, right? And so make that distinction clear, okay? Mm-hmm. We need to do a little work on, on how well you do the dishes after dinner. That has nothing to do with how much we love you and appreciate you, what we think about you, how we think about you, type of kid you are, type of person you are and are going to become, right? That very strong distinction needs to be made there, right? saying that you didn't do the dishes quite right this time and let me show you how to do it correctly that's one thing how i think about you and how i love you despite how you did the dishes right it's quite another thing so be very mindful of that because a young a young person may not know how to make that distinction and and they are not really at some ages they're just too young they're not capable of making that distinction at all and so all they hear is the criticism and thinking oh mom or dad doesn't like me or doesn't think that i'm i'm doing a good job or and you can just see how that could play out in a a bad way so make sure you draw that distinction between here's how you do a job and let me show you you know what you could have done better versus this is what i think of you and this is your worth to me right you're dearly loved and that's not going to be changed by how well you do dishes Right. It's a super important distinction that their behavior doesn't define who they are as a person. Behavior can happen because of maybe eating the wrong food and it's triggering some sort of allergy inside or some sort of inflammation inside. And it's creating them a a discomfort that, that actually changes their behavior and actually changes how they interact with other people. That actually happens. <laughs> so there could be a plethora of other reasons that their behavior isn't right, but that doesn't define who they are as a person. So when you are talking to them, try to speak to them as the person you know they will become versus the behavior you're seeing in that moment. So that's our first thing that we wanted to bring up. The other place that we've had to work very hard with our children and seen many parents have to work very hard is when it comes to what others outside of the family say about them or siblings. We've certainly had some of that, right? We have siblings. (laughs) With the siblings. It's really important to help the child to be able to distinguish between the value of someone else's words and the level of impact it should have in their own life and heart. 
many times children will ignorantly say something that they didn't mean, but it can come across very harsh. So whether that's a friend at school, a sibling trying to just play around, or maybe someone truly intentionally being mean, we we grow up, we have moments where we're just mean. (laughs) It's not okay, but it happens to everybody, right? So helping the child to understand that their value is independent of what someone else has said about them, that they need to be introspective as to who they are as a person and how they feel about themselves in comparison to your core values as a family and their core values as a person. And even little kids can understand that if you keep it very simple. It's very important that you do that. Um, It can become an opportunity to really bond with your child. It can become an opportunity to really build them up and pour into them, to really be able to strengthen them for the future, for that person that they are designed to be, that they are growing into. For us in our home, we always remind them and, and ask them, you know, well, what is it God says about you? And that they need to measure everything against that. And then we show them, you know, we're in the Bible that there are things written about what God believes about humans. That for them is their measuring stick. Instead of allowing their measuring stick to be what they see others saying or how others are behaving around them. And even against how they themselves will view them, their own selves. We have one who's very critical of himself. And so we have to frequently remind him that his own criticism of himself isn't warranted. It's good to notice where something could be improved. And if it's a valid circumstance that needs improvement, let's make adjustments. That doesn't mean he is a, a, a flawed person. It doesn't mean he has some kind of critical issue that's going to prevent him from a good life. You know, but younger kids and young, even young adults, they can't always rationalize that correctly. So anyway, do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share on that? I know. I think we've wrapped it up nicely. Okay. Well, we, we kind of downloaded to you guys quickly, but it was something on our mind, something we were actually talking about yesterday while we were walking in our neighborhood, which we love to go do. And, um, just wanted to point that out. So I'll reiterate many times kids who have self-confidence issues will look maybe more uh, overly confident. They'll brag too much, maybe lie a little extra, do some things that can look opposite to what you think might be the issue. And so just keep an eye out for that and build them up. Look deep into their heart. Try to find that heart connection relationship with them so that you can pour into them, strengthen them, Help them to understand who they were created to be, because that will begin to settle that down. And then be aware of how those in their community around them are speaking to them and just give them a solid footing on how to deal with those issues when they arise, because they will. That'll be good preparation for your child. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, come check us out. We are now on YouTube under Family Success Secrets and Well, those of you watching video will know that we're on YouTube, but those of you listening just on Apple um, or any other podcast platform, go find us on YouTube. We're really excited to be there. And you can find us on Instagram, also under Family Success Secrets. And we have a group on Facebook. We would absolutely love to have you in. We can interact right there. And a newsletter, podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. 
If you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, we would be honored if you would share it. Please rate, review, subscribe, and download. Head over to podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com to have a top-rated family success secret sent straight to your inbox. We look forward to spending time with you again next week during our next episode. See you then. Bye, everyone.